Yeah. Woo. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Let's see. And where do we go from here? Dude. One of the most successful independent creators of his generation. <laughs> oh. Man, I'm just sitting in the sunlight. Dude. I love sunshine when it's like 33 degrees. That might be when it's the best. You know? Alright. So, what did we do? We did part one of the movie. And I came up with the idea. Because I'm just a cloud of ideas. Ideas just rain down. Cloudy with a chance of genius. <laughs> uh, dude, if you could get paid for just coming up with ideas, dude. I'm such an idea man. Man. He's a businessman, man. So... I'm more of an idea man. I did my first part of the movie. 18 minutes. Yesterday morning. Right after the podcast. Before I went to work. Just as I said I would. I did it. And then. When I was at work. Richard hatched an idea. In my mind. Shout out Richard Hatch from the first Survivor. Enjoyed being naked on TV. Richard Hatch, ahead of his time. Because, I mean, maybe he kind of created the whole naked and afraid empire. You know? Do I sit down? No, it's a little slippery out this morning. This grass is a little frosty. It's not really anywhere to sit. Shall I sit in it? I may as well. It's not too dirty. I like sitting during the podcast. Oh, there we go. Oh, that's much better. Dude, I can already feel like... It's 8.53, but I don't start till 11 today. Because I typically am 10.30. So when I start at 11, it feels like I have so much more time. That extra half hour cushion. So yeah, I got plenty of time right now. I'm just chilling. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Richard Hatch created the Naked and Afraid Empire. All those naked shows. That are popular now. Richard Hatch was doing that. The turn of the century. On CBS. 
in the first offering of Survivor. So, um, but yes, my idea, I'm going to do part two of the movie. And then I'll do part three, part four, and part five. It'll be five parts. Each part will be two months apart filmed. That was the idea. Because I was going to just do it like part two this morning. And I was going to do part three tomorrow morning. (laughs) But then I thought, dude, somehow I just kind of came up with the idea. I was like... The only way you could make it a little more interesting is I did the first part November 19th and then I'll just come back, do the math. January 19th. And I will um, see, see what I mean? Because I hope to grow. So it'll be part two, January 19th. Part 3, March 19th. Part 4, May 19th. The final part, July 19th. See, I hope to grow a lot, accomplish a lot, save a lot of money. Maybe, like, we'll see. I feel like I'll be doing a lot better by... I mean, not that, dude, and I'm, like I've said, I'm doing, I'm crushing it compared to where I was back in August. Just basically like three short months ago. I mean, I've just put myself in a much better position. Um, yeah, it's all just going good. <laughs> I'm happy, man. I'm pumped about it. So, um, so yeah, that's, it'll kind of be like, watch the growth of Arnie Pod. And I was like, I don't want to do it every three months. I was like, I'll do it every two months. And, um, there you go. Let's do our first, I just came up with an idea. Let's do our first NFL. Um, come on, where's the stats? Here we go. Profootballreference.com. Pat McAfee. <laughs> Let's do our first NFL Hall of Fame or not. Why not, dude? I just came up with the idea. <laughs> mhm. Cuz I am an idea man, man. Dude, it's so funny. I feel like I've matured like a ton just in the past couple years. Cuz I am a late bloomer. I've always been a late bloomer. So it makes sense. And also men take longer to mature emotionally than women. So there's lots of like immature men my age. Especially nowadays. I think that's more common. Um, 
I think that's just kind of the way it is now. But I'm just saying, I feel... Like, now I understand... I'm starting to understand, like, time, I think. I'm like... It doesn't even really matter. I mean, as long as I'm in, like, a good place with good people, which I am. Then, like, I just don't mind just being like I'm here for the next eight and a half hours like I guess I just don't mind the time investment like I used to think I'm like giving I'm gonna be like giving all my time but now I look at it like I heard one of the co-workers from corporate saying how they had over 700 hours of sick hours saved up. So like, that's how I look at it now. Like I look at it, like I'm just kind of enjoying my days and then I'm just like banking like personal days, basically. (laughs) I, I don't know. It's like, I'm kind of looking at it different. Like I'm looking at like each day, you're kind of like building towards something. And also now I'm seeing like, I don't know. Not that I never understood that I needed money, but now I see like, (laughs) I just see that it's like, I used to think that there was like this stuff like um, comedy and like quality of product and like creativity and like art. I used to think all these things mattered, but now I see that the only thing that actually matters is money. Because, <laughs> like, even with, like, the greatest movie stars, the greatest athletes, pretty much everyone you know, also, they have tens of millions of dollars. It's like, think about it, dude. Who's successful? It's pretty rare that people are successful and also have no money. Like, it's actually just like a correlation, especially in American society, in our culture. It's actually like money equals success. It's like, if you have, if you made money, then de facto you are successful (laughs) and then but also show me a i mean i'm sure there's like some struggling like stand-up comics who are hilarious or maybe like some good musicians that aren't rich and famous but pretty much all the people who are rich and famous they like figured out their niche or they're like super good at marketing or branding or um, they just know how to like present their product to the world Um, but then so I think it's kind of like a rectangle and square like um, everyone creatively who's rich is successful. I mean, 
I don't know. They're like they're all good in some way. Like they figure out some like specific field to excel in. But then I think it's also possible to be good and not have made money in the creative stuff. I mean, I think it's possible to be successful in this field, but still not have really made money. Because I would consider my creative endeavors to be successful. Like, dude, it's, I'm in like pretty rarefied air with the amount of content I produced <laughs> by 30 years old. <clears throat> Come on, dude. Most of these famous podcasters didn't even know what a podcast was. Dude, or maybe it didn't even exist when they were my age. Like, a lot of the famous podcasters, when they were 30, there weren't even podcasts around. <laughs> it, was, it was too long ago. Um, so just put that in perspective. <laughs> I'm always just telling the universe why I should be more successful. I'm like, and basically, this is why Arnie Pod should be huge. <laughs> mm. Oh, dude, my butt is cold. Remember, I sat down on that frosty grass. Frosty grass sounds like a good weed strain, though. Maybe like a Christmas themed one. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Dude, like I said, I consider this a successful podcast. Dude, if you've made over 500 episodes of a podcast, then kind of no matter how many people listen to it, I would say it's successful. Especially if you made 500 episodes or more over the course of over four years. Because that means that I cared about it nearly five years ago when I started it. And then now I still care about it. It shows like, you know, just the stick to and just the, um, like, yeah, there were times when I was like, I don't care. I, dude, there were like months in the past couple years where I was like, I'm not into Arnie Pod. But then, like, a little bit over a year ago, it just. I just started doing it a ton again. And it just caught fire. You know? You got that momentum. You got that snowball pushed down the hill. Kept getting bigger. To put it in a reference that you would understand. For this time of year. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, what song was I singing? A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. I'm going to Wichita. Far from the end of the morning. And I'm talking and I'm talking and I'm talking and that's what I say. Bum, 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 bum. That ain't what you wanna hear, but that's what I'll say. Bum 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 
bum. In the mist of hand told my flow said, leave me alone. I'm going to Wichita. A seven nation army couldn't hold me back. Couldn't hold me back. <laughs> yeah. I was singing that in the shower an hour ago. Mmm. Russell Wilson with the comeback victory last night. What was it? His 39th career comeback drive victory. Second most among active QBs. And I don't think you could guess who has, which NFL quarterback has the most game-winning drives of active quarterbacks. What's your guess? Ready? Drum roll. It is Matthew Stafford. Right, dude? Isn't that random? He had like 43. I guess the only thing is he's been in the league since like 09, which is a while back now. It's what? It's like 15th season? Yeah. Stafford. Is he? I mean, he's still... Wait, Stafford's still in the Rams, right? I'm not... Dude, Rams-Seahawks yesterday. Yeah, he's Rams. Dude, nobody ever talks about Matthew Stafford. He's like the most overlooked, you know, Super Bowl champion quarterback. He was comeback player of the year, 2011. I think he missed the whole season before with injury. Um, most fourth quarter comebacks in a single season. He had eight in 2016. Tied with Kirk Cousins. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Dude, eight fourth quarter comebacks in a single season <laughs> dude back when they played 16 games half of the games that season Matthew Stafford led his team on a fourth quarter comeback that's amazing that's crazy he might be a hall of famer when he wraps it up he's 35 right now yeah started in 09 Dude, nobody talks about Matthew Stafford nowadays. Career stats, Stafford. 63% completion, 342 touchdowns, 177 interceptions, 54,341 passing yards, 90.5 career passer rating. Seem like pretty great stats. Dude, he might... That's my take. All right, so before we talk about Pat McAfee, 
That's my hot take. I mean, it kind of depends how much longer he plays. No, he'll be a Hall of Famer. Matthew Stafford will be a Hall of Famer. Ranking in the top 12 all-time in pass attempts, pass completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns. Stafford currently 6th all-time in passing yards per game and is the fastest player in NFL history to have reached 40,000 career passing yards. Yeah, there you go. And he's 35 years old, and he'll probably play a few more seasons. And Matthew Stafford, and he's a Super Bowl champ uh, with the 2021 Rams, 2022 Super Bowl. And... He became only the fourth quarterback in NFL history to throw for more than 5,000 yards in a single season. Breakout season 2011, when he was comeback player of the year. He's only been a pro bowler once in 2014, but that's just because the competition, like the generation of QBs that he's competed against. Dude, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and then all the young guys now, all the current quarterbacks, like Mahomes, and dude, all the best QBs Matthew Stafford has gone head-to-head against, and he'll be a Hall of Famer. There you go. That's, dude, we're not even going to talk, we'll do Pat McAfee tomorrow. Let's just do Matthew Stafford, um... Dude, he even has 15 career rushing touchdowns. He had four rushing touchdowns in 2012. That's pretty good. That's a lot in a season for QB. He had, let's see, this is his 2011 breakout season. 41 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 97.2 rating, 5,038 yards. It's a ton of yards. 63 and a half completion percent. Listen to his yards. So starting in that 2011 season, 5,038, 4,967. Actually, I like saying 4,967, 4,650, 4,257, 4,262, 4,327. 4,446, 3,777, 2,499, 4,084, 4,886, 2,087. Last season, he only played nine games. And then 2,259 so far this season through nine games. And um, I guess they don't have his latest game on there from yesterday. And uh, those are huge passing yards totals. Dude, over 4,000 yards in a season for a QB is a ton. And he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven straight seasons with over 4,200 yards passing. That's crazy. Dude, Matthew Stafford will be a Hall of Famer. I'm saying it right now. From 2011 to 2018, 
he did not miss a single game. Started 16 games all those seasons. Those eight seasons. Yeah, that's impressive. Dude, to not miss a single game started for eight straight seasons as an NFL QB. He's like the Iron Man. He's like the Cal Ripken Jr. of NFL QBs. There you go, dude. Kind of under the radar. 1,320 career rushing yards. It's not a big rushing threat. He did lead the league in interceptions in his rookie season through 20 interceptions and only 13 touchdowns. See, that's how much he turned it around. His, the Lions were 2-8. and eight. He started 10 games his rookie season, 53% completion, 2,267 yards. But, um, dude, he turned it around so much. And then he only played, he started three games the next season, but then he got hurt. And then he just absolutely destroyed when he came back in 2011. Dude. So basically his sophomore season, he threw for over 5,000 yards and 41 tutties. Yeah. And, um... Let's see. Led the NFL in passer rating. I mean, I don't know if it's led the career high. Oh, no, it's not led the league. It's career high is bold. So career high passer rating 106. That was in 2019. His Penn ultimate season. Penn and Teller ultimate season in Detroit. So, um, oh, he also threw 41 touchdowns his first season with the Rams in 2021 when they went on to win the Super Bowl. That was in 17 games. He has 200 career starts, exactly, but I believe it's 201 now if you count yesterday. You have to add on yesterday's game. His career record... It's only 93 and 106 and 1. But that's just because he was stuck with a losing organization. Dude, the Detroit Lions are perennially one of the biggest losers in all of sports. <clears throat> and he was there from 09 to through 2020. So he spent a long time kind of... Uh, Wasting away, rusting. He, he was getting rusty, rusting up in the Motor City. But then he got to the Rams and then they won the Super Bowl. Dude, first season out of Detroit, he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. He was like getting held back by being with a, you know. Perennial losers, dude. <laughs> the, the Lions always lose. Dude, he led them to the playoffs. 2011, the Lions made the playoffs. 2014, Lions made the playoffs. 2016, Lions made the playoffs. 
I'm pretty sure that was the first time in quite a while that they had made the playoffs. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. The Lions made their first playoff appearance since 1999. And that was in uh, 2011. So it's not like a Boston Red Sox curse or something. Or like some like curse of the Billy Goat. Curse of the Babe. Still though, leading the Lions to the playoffs in three separate seasons. Even that in and of itself is impressive. But then he went on to win the Super Bowl right after he left. Dude, Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised in like about a decade when you see that name and you're like, that guy's a Hall of Famer. Dude, he has 54,341 career passing yards. That's so many. (laughs) That's so many yards. All right, there you go. We talked about it. We did it. What's his career playoff stats? In the playoffs, he's got 13 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. So here we go. With the Rams, 2021 playoffs, he won 4 games, won the Super Bowl, 70% completion, 1,188 yards, uh, 9 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, 108.3 passer rating in that 2021 I guess it was the 2022 playoffs 2021 season and um, rushed for two touchdowns there he was dominant he had a 8.5 yards per attempt yeah 98 completions 140 attempts So, um, four games, 98 completions, so 24 and a half completions per game. That seems pretty solid. 70% completion is sick. Yeah, so there you go. He absolutely led them to be Super Bowl champs. And, um, I would guess, if I had to guess... I mean, I think more and more athletes are going to be playing till through their 40th birthday, if that makes sense. There's going to be more athletes like LeBron than ever. Dude, why wouldn't you keep playing? Like, with, like, modern medicine and, um... I mean, what else better do you have to do? <laughs> dude, that's what I... Like, dude, whenever professional athletes retire... Oh, here comes the squirrels coming to say hi. Dude, whenever they retire... Hey, get out of here, squirrel. Like, squirrel. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> I just don't kind of... I kind of don't get it. I'm like, dude, what else do you have to do when you're like 37 years old? Like, don't you want to keep being like a... You know... Get out of here, squirrel! <laughs> a beloved superstar. <laughs> Uh, 
but I think that's what I'm saying. My prediction, like with the next decade of professional athletes, like Steph Curry will play through his 40th birthday. Um, LeBron's going to keep playing into his early 40s. Uh, who else is going to like even some like quarterbacks? I mean, obviously, like Tom Brady, dude. Tom Brady, like, broke the age barometer, like, for NFL QBs. Like, and also Drew Brees. Just, Drew Brees kind of sneaky played till he was, like, 40. And, like, Brett Favre played till he was 40. Lots of, I'm telling you, I think Matthew Stafford will play till he's 40. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely different for each sport. Like, I kind of think like small guys in the NBA, like Steph Curry, like Chef Curry, he has the best chance to play into his early 40s because he could literally just come off the bench. He could play like. 20 minutes a game but then just launch like five three-pointers like they're not asking much of him all he really has to do is just shoot like at least five three-pointers every game I like as he gets older you know like he, you don't have to hustle that much you don't have to do that much I mean regular season um yeah like guys just NBA guys just take games off you can just sit games out like you only have to play like half the games when you're like 41 yeah I mean it kind of makes sense for I mean but quarterback because now the NFL they protect quarterbacks a lot more oh there goes the truck hear that Mm. I don't know. Just like the way that quarterbacks are kind of protected now, it makes more sense for more of them to be like Tom Brady and just be like, I'll keep playing in my early 40s. Um, yeah, like guy, like defenders know not to just, you don't just like light up quarterbacks anymore. Like quarterbacks just, they don't get hit like they used to. I mean, and it's a good thing. <laughs> I mean, because that's not... Like, the point of football is not, like, to hurt the quarterback. Like, <laughs> the quarterback is, like, the face of the organization. Like, <clears throat> it's never a good season when uh, Tom Brady would go down or something. Like, nobody likes that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, and then, like, baseball players... I don't know why there's not more baseball players that play till they're 40. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if guys, like, kind of lose a passion for the game. I wonder if they kind of lose that spark. Dude, that's why these... That's why more professional athletes should smoke weed. <laughs> Bring it back to weed. Dude, I'm telling you. Because there's, like, something... For some people... I think weed, it kind of, like, gets you more motivated. Because it, it makes you be, like, 
this is all we get. Like, this is all I have. This is like my life. <laughs> so like, that's why I get so like prolifically creative. Cause I'm like, what? I'm just enjoying it. Enjoy it. That's why I'm like, I just do stuff every day. Cause I enjoy doing it. I like being creative. And uh, YOLO, dude, I think weed gives you like, for some, but then other people, some people get like very lazy from it. But then some people get like more motivated and they're able to like actually do stuff. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm a person that can smoke weed and then like have a busy day and just like do stuff. Like some people just can't, do anything when, when they, I mean like I kind of understand it if you're like more of a lightweight but like I get competitive where I like I'm like I'm trying to be like ultra like present and um yeah I'm just trying to be like productive and like uh do good stuff you know <laughs> uh and then just, I always just am like, I'm just trying to enjoy my day. And then I'll just wake up in the morning. Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's forefront bed. I know you wanna, but you hadn't been the water and you burn up in the morning sea. Ain't no way to hang. In the woods to see It's something that's so different Shout out Sugar Ray <laughs> uh, Dude, imagine If I was a person Who was a stoner Who couldn't get anything done I couldn't imagine If I had never made a podcast Or like never made my blog or like never wrote for Daily Evergreen or never self-published five of my own books or never went, moved to Los Angeles and did a bunch of acting or mostly background or, ne- or ne- but still though, dude, getting to see like all these famous people, like literal, just like the famous people that you recognize from movies and TV, not to brag, but Usually not as impressive in person, if that makes sense. Like, something about the camera that, like, especially movie stars, they're always more diminutive and, like, they're just, like, eh. Like, I'm always taller than, like, all famous people. Except for, like, Adrian Brody. Saw him when I did background on the Netflix movie Blonde. Adrian Brody's like probably my height. He's tall and skinny. Vince Vaughn is tall, but I never saw him. Yeah, didn't see too many like super tall famous people. Jason Siegel, taller than me, but I didn't see him. I think Owen Wilson might be... Is he kind of tall? I mean, he's always with Vince Vaughn. And so Vince Vaughn was always taller than him. But... (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Dude, like I said, I like being productive. 
And I consider this to be productive. And then just go get some money, you know, just go get some ducats. Dude, but once again, it's never been about the money. It, I'm so artsy that I'm like, I have to go get the money. I obviously have to go get the money like five days out of the week, basically. But um, that's who I am, though. It's never been about the money for me. Arnie Pod wasn't about the money from the beginning. Back in February 2019, I didn't start Arnie Pod anything to do with money. I started it because I love podcasts. I wanted to share my story. I wanted other people to listen to me podcast. <laughs> and, uh, oh, dude, I was watching the movie Tag last night on MTV. Tag. Set in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> dude, what are the odds that I turn on a random movie on TV and it was set in the town I'm in right now? I guess you could call it a city, Spokane. What, maybe the third biggest city in Washington? Say Bellevue is definitely bigger now. But I think Spokane might be bigger than Tacoma. All right. Dude, listen to how loud that... Dude, that truck thing is so loud. <laughs> that thing, that truck is like far away from me. And that was really loud right there. <laughs> so, um... Anyway. Dude, this truck is like... I can't imagine how loud that is when you're right next to that. Because I'm like hundreds of feet away from that. All right, anyway, tag. Um, John Hamm, Ed Helms, Hannibal Buress, uh, Jake Johnson from New Girl. He's funny. He's underrated comedic actor. And uh, Jeremy Renner. Shout out Jeremy Renner. We did a, a Star is Born back on Arnie Pod. We looked at Jeremy Renner's IMDb. The very beginning of this year, 2023. So, if you're a fan of Jay Wren, go ahead and check that one out. But, uh, yeah, Tag. What a great concept for a movie. Just an old group of friends, of childhood friends, who are now, like, 40. And, um, maybe early 40s, they're supposed to be. And, uh... They have this game of tag that they play throughout the whole month of May every year. And that's so funny. Dude, it's a great concept for a movie. And then it has such... Dude, those guys are so funny together. Like Ed Helms and all those guys I just said. Dude, Ed Helms is like hilarious in that movie. Dude, I I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil like the movie. I mean, I didn't even watch like the second half. I just watched most of the beginning. But it's so funny. The beginning of it is Ed Helms gets a job. He obtains a job as a janitor at his old friend John Ham's company. So then he goes like undercover and then he like sneaks up on John Ham and he's wearing like a fake mustache and he's dressed as the janitor because he's working as the janitor just 
so he could sneak up on John Hamm and then go tag him. Um, that's just like a really funny plot line to begin the movie. <laughs> it's like that's how intense they are with the game of tag. It's just so funny. He gets a job as a janitor. <laughs> And then he's wearing a fake mustache. Um, And that's what I said that Ben Gregg from Gonzaga. I think that was me. It was me and my dad. I mean, I don't remember like when we said this specifically. But I think I said Ben Gregg, his nickname should be the janitor. Because he's always like cleaning up the mess. (laughs) He's always like scooping up loose balls And chasing down rebounds And uh, I have to say That's a pretty good nickname Like how is there not a famous athlete Dude I'm telling you right now Ben Gregg from Gonzaga The janitor (laughs) He's, He's like the cleanup specialist You know I think that's a funny nickname For an athlete So there you go I kind of brought it full circle. I brought it back to Spokane, where I'm at right now. And uh, yeah, we ended up going long as usual. So there you go. Fun stuff. Oh, I just spent my morning Arnie Podden. I never really regret it though. Like, that's the thing. At the end of the 45 minutes, I never think to myself that I wasted that time. I'm always like, that was time well spent, you know? It's kind of funny. Like, that's, it's true. Like, I'm always, it's not that I think it's like the best episode ever. It's just that I feel better after it. Um, Jeff Tomsick, feature directorial debut was tag based on a true story that was published in the wall street journal about a group of men who spent one month each year playing tag there you go the movie grossed 78 million worldwide against a production budget of only 28 million it's a pretty good ratio right there And um, there was also, oh, there goes the loud truck. A 2015 Japanese action horror movie called Tag. So I wonder, I don't think that was about the game of Tag though. There you go. Dude, that movie did pretty well. Dude, for nowadays, to, for a movie to net it brings home 50 million dollars that's pretty solid how has there not been a tag 2 <laughs> based on it takes planning caution to avoid being it by Russell Adams there you go also starring Annabelle Wallace Isla Fisher Rashida Jones Leslie Bibb Leslie Bibb from uh, Talladega Nights 
That's my favorite Leslie Bibb. It's Ricky Bobby's wife. Ricky Bobby. There you go. We did it today. We did it, guys. We did another episode of Arnie Pod. <laughs> Dude, Arnie Pod kind of just don't stop. Even though sometimes I threaten to like go shorter, like yesterday. But then I'm like, dude, I just enjoy it too much. I just love sitting here and pontificating. You know? (laughs) I don't know why. I just really enjoy it. Even though I'm never going to listen to it. Like, I always just do, like, uh, sound checks. Like, I just go to the middle of the episode and then just listen to the sound. And I listen to my pacing. And then I skip, like, five minutes forward see how that sounds but I just want to make sure I'm not going too fast I'm not I'm talking appropriate volume but no I usually don't like sit down and listen to a whole episode by myself of myself (laughs) I feel like that would be kind of egotistical and like narcissistic if I actually sat down and listened to like an hour straight of just me just talking (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't do that But I just check in on the middle of the episode Just be like Does it sound good? Does it sound presentable? Does it sound like something that I would listen to? Like I'm not talking like frantically <laughs> you know? I think the main thing is not going too fast Especially when I'm on the cold brew I feel inclined to fill more dead air and just talk more when you're on the cold brew and you just kind of don't even realize it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, why is it silent for one second? But that's cause it should be quiet for a little bit. If you're doing a solo podcast, dude, but sometimes I do talk like, I think I do fill the open air quite a bit sometimes. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even need to do that much. Because people understand that it's just me talking. So it wouldn't really make sense if I never paused. Like, it makes more sense for me to take more breaks in talking. Kind of like Theo Vaughn style. When he does his solo pods. Theo Vaughn and Tim Dillon are the two solo podcasters that I like look up to most. Like guys who do like the solo episodes. Like they crush it when they do solo. But Tim Dillon is like too political for me though. He always makes me think about like I'm just like at work. I'm like on my break and I'll listen to Tim Dillon for 15 minutes. And then I just feel like my perspective. I'm like, well, at least I don't live in like the middle East or like Africa or something. You know what I mean? Like, at least I don't, I'm not like from a war torn country. It, It does put everything into perspective. Listening to Tim Dillon discuss global politics (laughs) because then you're just like oh yeah 
you you literally you just get thankful for being able to like I'm just from a peaceful place. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, dude, it's actually thank like oh thank goodness I'm from America. <laughs> It's like one of those things you take for granted, dude. You're like, oh yeah. I happen to just be born number one. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Arnipod. I'm talking about America. And I, I happen to be born in the number one country, but also in the coolest part of that country, being from the Pacific Northwest. I'd say most people around the USA, I'd say definitely one of the coolest places they consider would be the Pacific Northwest. There goes a low flying plane that's super loud and super slow too. (laughs) That thing's just inching along. But yeah, dude, sometimes you just gotta feel lucky to be born into that your situation. Isn't that dude, isn't that such a trippy thing to think about? To be like how different would my life be if I was born into like just a completely different country in a completely different part of the world. Like it's weird just to consider like my life path just based on I was born into like a mid to upper class family in the Pacific Northwest. So basically like a comfy spot in like the coolest place in the country. Um, Just like cool culture. I think most people think that Northwestern, like people from kind of like the Washington, Seattle, Portland. I mean, people do consider, they're like, they think politics, but like even not even thinking about that. Um... Like, obviously, it's, like, super, like, woke part of the country. (laughs) But, um, I mean, not necessarily eastern Washington, though. But, um, no, I'm talking about, like, the weather and, like, the sports and, like, the outdoors. Dude, the great outdoors in the Pacific Northwest. Like, that's what it is, dude. It's, like, REI lifestyle. Kind of like that Eddie Bauer life. Shout out Eddie Bauer used to work there (laughs) worked there back in 2012 summer alrighty Uh, there you go baby Pacific Northwest Arnipod Comedia from the PNW and uh, have a great day thank you thank you thank you for listening to yet another episode of Arnipod and supporting small independent podcasts thank you thank y'all have a great day. Ooh, I just stood up. My frozen butt. <laughs> My butt feels like I put it in a freezer. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Bye.